everybody happy thursday welcome to another episode of the bomber brothers podcast part of the pinstripe alley community of podcasts sean and ryan with you as always and actually some pretty uh prevalent news to talk about on on a couple fronts we've uh had a few quiet weeks in terms of current events but now we've got some injury news to talk about which is personally starting way too early was hoping to not have this to talk about, but there's Didn't some... Didn't even get to Valentine's Day. Nope, nope. There's some pretty significant injury news to talk about with James Paxson now going to miss three to four months. That could take him to as far as early June, um, given how the pitching injury started last year. Maybe we won't even see him until September. Who, kn- <laughs> who knows? Um, but that happened, and then, of course, not directly related to the Yankees, but we also have to talk about the Mookie Betts trade, which is one of the, uh, I mean, it's the Red Sox, you can argue it's the Red Sox biggest trade since Babe Ruth. Well, if it's not Babe Ruth, it's, it's Fred Lynn. Um, so yeah, I I saw like for the players that have accumulated this much war by whatever age, Mookie Betts is in the top 10. No player has been traded after accumulating this much war back to back seasons. Um, I'd like to keep killing the Red Sox, and I'm sure we'll do that enough. But um, it was kind of dampered by the next day finding out Paxton had back surgery to have a cyst and, and a herniated disc fixed. And I mean, I don't know about you, but anytime I hear back surgery, I get nervous. I feel like guys have I, maybe it's because as Yankee fans were scarred by the Don Mattingly experience, and then you know, but uh, backs make me nervous, and it's not what I wanted. Um, we're exactly what one week away from pitchers and catchers reporting on February 13th. And we already have our first injury and it's a big one. It's it's, it was our number one starter from last season and he's gone till June. So I don't know. Um, There's a lot of ripple effects that happen from this. Uh, But I guess we should talk about the timeline first and just get, you know, obviously we hope Paxton's okay, but he battled through some things in his lower back at the end of last season. I think it would, they classified it as a strained butt, but um, battled through it in the postseason. And actually, it came out that the reason that Tanaka started Game One in Houston was because Paxton still needed more time for that, the whatever kind of therapy he had to set in. You get to Game Five, Paxton pitches a great game on on, on regular rest, but. Um, it cropped up again this season, and, and now it's going to have a, quite an effect on the Yankees. Yeah, um, that's what's really unfortunate. Our last memory of Paxton is him pitching one of his best games of the season. And, and aside from a little rocky first inning, he shut down the Astros in Game 5 of the ALCS and and kept the Yankees alive. And you were um, really excited to see what he can do in 2020. Um, if healthy, he's had a lot of injury problems in the past. A lot of them were um, 
fluky in nature, but now here is a, I think it was described as like a cyst in his back and the seems like he had been told by doctors that he could avoid surgery, but it wasn't getting better. So now they are electing to have the surgery. Um, also a big reason why, um, Jay Happ was kept according to Brian Cashman, because they were waiting to see how, um, how Paxton responded to rest and rehab through the off season. And if he was going to need surgery. So that makes a lot more sense why there hasn't been many, uh, trade rumors involving happen now he's suddenly become a really important piece of the rotation at least for the first half of the season yeah i mean number four starter and like you were saying last time we saw paxton i mean that was kind of one of those he became a yankee moments right but let's go let's fucking go when uh he convinced boone to stay in the game and i still think that was the wrong choice but, I, I think um, it was proven to be almost the wrong choice when the next <laughs> we were pitch two got feet away <laughs> Um, I mean, but I mean, that was still that he earned his pinstripes that game. And I know that sounds cliche, but you know, sometimes you just have a guy that has a moment like that. And it was really cool. And I've gone back and watched that start a couple times. Um, and that was, you know, that was ultimate pressure situation. He comes through and it sucks because you get an attachment to the guy and now he's going to be away. But you know, a guy the Yankees have not had the attachment to has been Jay Happ. And I mean, to be fair, he pitched really well down the stretch last season, especially in September. He, He looked really good. Um, even with the concerns for the number five star starter going in before he found about the Paxton injury, I wasn't totally against them keeping Hap as I thought about it more. I'm a big believer in Jordan Montgomery, but post surgery, Jordan Montgomery kind of makes me nervous. And now we have to look at this as an opportunity for Jordan Montgomery to win a spot in the rotation. And if Pac, if, um, Hap struggles, then Hap will be the one to leave the rotation when Paxton comes back. Um, but it's a good thing. The Yankees held on to Hap. you know, Cashman usually knows what he's doing. And this is just another, you know, another instance where he has his pulse on the team and we don't, and we're like, well, what the heck's going on? So, um, can't complain about them keeping Hap. And honestly, if you look at the rest of the starters that would have been available to the Yankees for like a short term fix, who besides Jay Hap is out there that you would have said, Oh, the Yankees could have let Hap go and grab this guy. I, I, there's not many, especially with the way he ended last season. I, I thought he pitched really well in the second half. Yeah, no, absolutely. A sub three ERA. And, and some of those games that he pitched in September, they were not against teams that were already out of it or, you know, in the basement. They were there. These were games against Oakland uh, Tampa, I believe there was one against Boston who, you know, was obviously almost out of the playoff race by them, but still that was a very potent offense with Devers and Bogarts, Betts, and Martinez. So out of the playoff race for the next six years now. Yeah. They set themselves back a little bit now, but, um, they have more payroll flexibility, so it was worth it. Right. Try yeah. getting that on a custom jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, those were no um, those were no cakewalks for Hap, and, and we've seen him be dominant for extended stretches with the Yankees. When he was first brought over at before the trade deadline in 2018, he was fantastic for them all the way through the end of the regular season. So that was, you know, that was a solid two months where where Hap was was um, pitching really really well. And you know, can he go back to that now that he's almost two years older? I, I don't know, but he doesn't have to be that level. He He's going to be the the number four starter, so as long as he is, you know, at league average, slightly above average, I think the Yankees will definitely take that, especially with with the lineup that they have. So Hap doesn't need to do too much, really. Just 
you know, go five innings. Yeah, exactly. Just go five innings for a few months, and and hopefully this is not a Batances or a Severino situation where you know he's only expected to be out for a couple months, and then you know you're you're seeing him get spot starts in September to try to get ready for the playoffs. You really you really hope that's not what happens here, but well, we'll see. I mean, this injury occurred under the old medical regime, and now we have the new regime. So, I mean, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt this season that um, this is a residual injury. Yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, you know, I don't think you have to go back two years for half. I think you just go back to the second half of last season. Um, you know, eight months ago, he was pitching very well. So I think I think um, there's a little more optimism for half. What I'm interested about is who do you think um, – Grabs the grabs the fifth starter role. I mean, now um, you got Paxton. I'm sorry, you got Montgomery. You got Loizaga. You got my boy Luis Sessa. Showed some showed some flashes last season, man. He, he really good, did. Good appearances after after you know you killed him. Though he's my friend. <laughs> and uh, so, who, what? Do you, how do you handicap the fifth starter race? Which is going to be. It now gives us something to really be interested in throughout all spring training. Yeah, I know it does. I'd say that is probably the front and center in terms of um, competitions for spring training. Um, You know, they've said third base is Gio Rochelle is to lose, and I think that's certainly what it should be. Um, People are trying to make a positional battle at first base, but I believe that is also firmly in uh, Luke Boyd's possession. Best shape of his life. Yeah, as it should be. Um, so, so this is it—the battle for the fifth starter—and I think the I think the guys you just named are the ones who probably should be the front runners. Loizaga is a little scary. I mean, he has that nasty stuff that I feel like could translate really well to um, a bullpen role. It hasn't really worked out either way. He's also another guy that's battled some health concerns, and um, and just despite that velocity and movement on his secondary pitches he's just hasn't been able to put it all together yet um montgomery we saw him pitch well in in 2018 before he got hurt and i mean how long has he had to recover now it's he he threw a few innings last year and well yeah it happened in in the beginning of 2018 like may May, yeah so and he's had a full off season this year so i'd say i'd say it's either montgomery or sessa yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say so, too. And, you know, we can't rule out the possibility of uh, of a bullpen day. Yeah, that's true, too. That that was popular last season, and, then that, and that worked out great. I mean, we'll see uh, what they decide to do. They could always go with uh, Chad Green as an opener and then bring in Sessa as a long man. I would like to see what Montgomery has. I thought he was really impressive in his first year and a quarter until he got hurt. Um, and I'm always I'm always partial to, you know, the lefty starters and um, – you know, with with the Yankees losing CC, the, um, the Yankees could uh, use a use another lefty. He want, until Paxton comes back. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's it. And I mean, the other the other big Yankee news is that we lost Greg Bird to Texas Rangers. Yeah, signed a minor league deal with the Rangers. Um, so bye bye Birdie, I, I guess you could say. And Sean, Sean was thinking that the Yankees were going to go out and get him again. Because, well, I mean, <laughs> do, do you want to do our our top Greg Bird moment? <laughs> is there is there is there literally is there, any is other there one? A second place? <laughs> no, that was a fantastic moment, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I wish him the best. You know, it's 
left-handed hitting first baseman. It's, it's all it's all I ever want. But I'll take <laughs> Luke Voigt any day of the week. He says he's healthy. He uh, he mashes when he's healthy. So uh, let's let's roll with Luke. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited. I mean, derail us off the packs then fall out. But I had nothing else. We talked. No, about no, that. yeah. There's really not much else. Starter. Not much else to say. We obviously still have to talk about uh, Mookie Betts. And before we do, just to let everyone know we do have a a guest today. We're going to talk to Ashley Diane. She uh, is the amazing talent behind the Twitter account Yankee Doodle Ash because she does um, a lot of ash drawings of Yankees and they are they look really really awesome so looking forward to playing that conversation for everyone about what inspires that art and what and what's the process behind it looked like I was going to cancel the interview she didn't have any Tino ones up on her on her <laughs> Twitter that I saw so she must have them hidden in a special vault well she earned huge points from me because she was working on a Jeter one most recently it looked like it was a Jeter Betts combo one which was a uh, which looks really cool. Looking forward to seeing how that finished product comes out and also provides a nice segue into our, our next topic before we talk to Ashley, which is Mookie Betts. Um, this was a blockbuster deal that went down, what was it, Monday night? I don't even remember, Tuesday night. Tuesday night, yeah. And, um, you know, okay, so first, obviously, as a Yankee fan, you know, this trade, I'm sorry, but this trade hasn't gone through yet. It's being held up because of medicals, according to Rosenthal. So yeah. this could change. Yeah, this could change. Oh, damn it, David Price. He's going to ruin this. <laughs> I think it's I, I think it's the starter that Minnesota flipped, that uh, L.A. flipped from oh, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, with the nasty 100-mile-an-hour yeah. sinker. Yeah. Okay, well, assuming this does go through, and if not, it's clear that the Red Sox are intent on trading bets anyway— from a Yankee fan standpoint, of course, you're relieved to not have to face Mookie Betts anymore until potentially the World Series if he goes to the Dodgers. It's not even like he's being traded within the league. You literally don't have to see him anymore, which is you know, obviously a plus for the Yankees because he is, in my opinion, the second best player in baseball. But from a general baseball fan standpoint, I don't know how you feel, but this is kind of sad. This is... This is one of the biggest markets in baseball, one of the richest organizations in baseball, trading away, like I said, the second best player in all of baseball, who is still very young and very productive in the prime of his career, literally for nothing else but to save money. Yeah. That's kind of depressing. And it's not even to not spend money. It's they they got worse prospects back by attaching David Price to this deal. Who I mean, look, and they paid half of Price's thing. So it's 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 like yeah. they didn't even save that much. It was it was literally just to get them a little more financial flexibility. And this is this is terrible. Um, it, yeah. I first of all, the Fenway Sports Management Group, whatever their name is, apparently they're the richest uh, or uh, the richest ownership conglomerate in Major League Baseball. Yeah, don't they also own part of um, Nesson? Yeah. So they have more money than any team in baseball, and this is what they're doing? I mean, come on. You, you can't be serious. And what I don't understand is how do you go from handing out these contracts to, like, Nate Eovaldi, who, I mean, look, hero in the World Series, great. Now all of a sudden you can't afford Mookie Betts. It's like, uh, I just, you know, I won my World Series. I, I just want some money now. And it's ridiculous. I, I mean, the Red Sox have a history, though, of doing things for money. Um, just look at Babe Ruth and how far that set them back. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the Red Sox could go out and sign Mookie Betts 
next off season, but we know that's not going to happen. That's not why they did this. Um, but they're letting already is a top 10 player in their history position player in their history walk the second best player in baseball. You said in your estimation, I mean, if you go by fan graph war or baseball reference war, he's the second best player over the last, what, four years. Mm-hmm. So obviously second to Mike Trout. Yeah. It's it's insane. Like it'd be like if the Yankees traded Aaron Judge, except Aaron Judge was healthy all of the time. Like you know, I mean, if Aaron Judge had three full seasons, he'd be at this guy's level. I feel like he would. Um, He's also older. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel like this is even worse. Like obviously, I would be cr- if the uh, you know, God forbid that ever happened with the Yankees, I would be crushed. I would absolutely obliterate um, the front office. And in, in my opinion, on my social media that no one looks at anyway but i would be i would be furious and but you know objectively this is even worse i i agree um and as much as i want to just sit back and laugh at the red sox which i'm doing i'm doing that but i'm also <laughs> kind of sad at we had this off season where we kind of went back to normal right big money was being spent we had rendon we had like guys weren't waiting we were getting stuff done at the winter meetings when i say we i don't know why but just like as a baseball fan i feel like i own the game but anyway baseball was moving quickly we had big contracts we had teams like the twins were going for it the white Sox are going for it the padres are going angels angels you know then you have the yankees and, and everybody's going for it and then you have this happen and it undoes so much of the goodwill in my mind that the sport built up over the off season um, and by one of the three fr- three franchises that should be leading the way in setting an example of spend money to keep your good players. The Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Red Sox have a responsibility to the game, in my opinion, to set to set forth an example of of spending money and and keep paying players what they're worth. And now Mookie Betts is probably going to get a large contract from the White Sox or the Padres or one of these teams that wants to go for it. And he won't be and he's not a Red Sox for life now. And that is insane to me. I mean, they sold frickin' Babe Ruth. They traded Fred Lynn. They let Roger Clemens walk, which might have been okay at the time, because they didn't know he was going to start juicing. <laughs> but um Yeah, it's it's insane to me. It you know, the Red Sox were a step below the Yankees, but not that much of a step below. I mean, they won 108 games two years ago and had most of their roster intact. And I mean, as much as we rag on David Price because he can't pitch in Yankee Stadium to save his life. I mean, Gary Sanchez is going to hit four less homers this year than he would have. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was still a, a good pitcher. I mean, when he was healthy, he was still good against other teams than the Yankees. Why do you feel the need to, to save money to get rid of him other than you're greedy and just want more money? And that's that's what it comes down to is ownership is just greedy. They can't have enough money. They just, they just can't have enough. They can't enjoy what they have. Yeah, yeah. I think the saddest part is, you know, you know, for the most part, I was really interested to see, like, the replies and social media reaction to this trade. And, and the overwhelming majority are feeling the way we do in terms of in terms of Red Sox fans. But one of the sad parts is that, ownership and this is not just the Red Sox a lot of other franchises have kind of found a way to sell this idea to a portion of the fan base who buy into it and and, and believe that oh you know he was going to command so much money this is a good idea for the Red Sox bets would have not been worth whatever contract he gets which is obviously ridiculous uh, barring uh, barring a significant injury that affects his career he absolutely will be worth whatever he gets paid in the offseason, just 
that he's a generational player. That's how good he is. Um, but yeah, the fact that there are some portions of the fan base that buy into that is, is sad. The fact that this was even done is sad. And, um, and, and you know, I, I, there were also a lot of people like, saying like, oh, you have to do this because Betts wasn't coming back anyway. He already said he was going to free agency. Mookie Betts was going to free agency because he had said that if he felt like it was partially his responsibility to at least test free agency and get paid whatever he was worth so he can set a precedent for players after him, which is the perfect mindset for a player that wants to help other people, other people that are employed by the same industry as him, trying to get them as much money as possible and get them what they're worth. And given what happened last off season there, I think that was a, a great idea. Why wouldn't one of the biggest stars in baseball go test free agency to try to make sure he gets what he's worth so other stars behind him can do the same that was really admirable stance and if you're the red sox you don't use that as a reason to say oh well he's going to test free agency we should trade him you're the red sox you should say okay well if he's going to test free agency we're one of the richest teams in baseball so we'll just make the highest bid and be able to keep our generational superstar it's as simple as that I mean, Steven Strasburg tested free agency. He's right back where he was with the with the Nationals. He didn't leave. He just went out and got more money, and that's what the Red Sox could have done. Yeah, you know, it's Jeter. Jeter was a free agent in two thousand after the two thousand ten season or two thousand eleven season. I forget which one. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. He, uh, which was different there. because he was coming off a bad year and was yeah. and was already in his mid thirties. He had to drink. He had to drink the reality potion. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah I, that saw, I saw. I actually ran into Michael K at the Garden, like right around then when he was still a free agent. I was like, Michael, are they going to get it done? He was like, Yeah, they will. Don't worry. I'm like, that got me so <laughs> so happy. And then he blocked me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but Buster only has unblocked me, so now I'm only blocked by Michael K. We got to get him on next so you can clear up, clear it up. <laughs> that one is that one is my fault though. <laughs> uh, might have been on the Mike Francesa bandwagon for a time. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I'm glad yeah. you brought up the Nationals though, because there's a team that knew Anthony Rendon was going to free agency, didn't trade him, and won a World Series. So it's, it's funny <laughs> how that works. If you have good players, you win. You win things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a black eye for the Red Sox, um, to go along with several other black eyes. And Hey, hopefully it's another freaking 86 years before they win a world series now. And I'll be dead. I'll never have to worry about it again when they win. <laughs> I mean, the last couple of years has been insufferable. They're fans that just, you know, they finish in last place three years in a row and then win a world series and then finish in the last place and win a world series. And it's like their fans only know what's going on with the team when they win the world series. But, um, yeah, I. Uh, it's a black eye for the Red Sox. It's not good for baseball. But hey, you know what? Hopefully, bet signs with the freaking Orioles or something like that. And uh, you know, not a big deal. Or you know what? Maybe the Yankees. Maybe the Yankees can move Stanton and sign Mookie Betts. Who knows? That could happen. And then we <laughs> could just not beat, be opposed to that. We could just beat the crap out of the out of the Red Sox with Judge and Betts at the, in the outfield for the next couple of years. But I don't think that'll happen. On the plus side. He, but Betts is obviously as long as these medicals go through and the trade is announced, Betts is no longer on the Red Sox, so I can root for him because I really like Mookie Betts. He's an unbelievable player, and um, he was on he was on R two C two the on their um, the shift segments where they bring on other players, and he was 
Uh, that was a really great episode. He was cool to listen to. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, him and him and Price were both on, and now they're both on the move um, to to L.A., which, I mean, look, now the World Series is going to go six games instead of five. But uh, <laughs> Actually, it might not, because think about it. David Price pitching against the Yankees in the World Series? Yankees are putting up at least 10. Can we Can we make sure everyone's healthy by, by opening day before we talk about the World Series? Because... Not this year, no. This <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, wait, wait. If Aaron Boone says we're going to win the World Series, we're going to win because you saw what happened with the Super Bowl. Yes, he he predicted the exact score, the same, the exact winner. It was uh, it was very prophetic. Ah, uh, I want a little money on the Super Bowl. You were close. You were close. Every quarter, literally every quarter, I had the winning numbers with a few minutes left, and then there was a, a late score. It was pretty brutal, especially yeah. coming off a few years ago when I had the winning numbers before. Pete Carroll decided to throw it at the two-yard line. Well, that happens. Yeah. All right. But that, that, was, that was a swing in my favor as well. <laughs> well, we've gone off the rails again, so what do you say we talk to Ashley Diane behind the Twitter account, Yankee Doodle Ash? Sounds good. All right, great. Well, uh, here is that interview. And, again, everyone check out that Twitter, um, at Ashley underscore Diane, Yankee Doodle Ash. It's uh, – some really cool drawings and we talked to her about what inspired that and who she might draw next etc etc so what here she is thinks Ash- of game of thrones yeah yeah what she thinks of game of thrones because she does a plenty of awesome game of thrones drawings as well so uh here's ashley all right welcome back everybody we're joined now by ashley carroll she is behind the twitter account ashley underscore diane or also known as Yankee Doodle Ash, with some awesome, awesome Yankee drawings that everybody should go check out. Ashley, thanks so much for coming on and talking about your artwork with us. Thanks for having me. So I, I guess um, first things first, what got you into the Yankees and um, and who, who's your favorite player? Just what's the history behind you uh, becoming a Yankee fan? I would say what got me into being a Yankee fan would have to be my grandfather. Um, he actually, when he immigrated to the United States, he learned English watching the Yankees. So it was kind of like my way of being close to him. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. So who is, uh, who's your favorite player? Who was your favorite player when you uh, first became a Yankee fan? And who was your grandfather's favorite player? My grandfather loved Bernie Williams. So, but... You know, he loved a lot of a lot of different players. So, <laughs> um, for me, it would probably have to be Mariana, just because of the time period that I grew up in. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that's probably our mm-hmm. our time period too. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, good choices. So, so I guess what inspired you um, to start drawing, and, and at what point did um, did your artwork turn into? Um, drawing a lot of Yankees and expressing that that love for baseball and how much it um, tied to your uh, childhood and connections with your grandfather. Well, for me, I've just always been a very, like, quiet person, so um, drawing kind of became a way for me to express myself or kind of find a voice. Um, I've always kind of drawn. Like, I have drawings from, you know, me being back in, like, you know, back when I was in preschool. <laughs> so I've just kind of always drawn. 
Nice. So, uh, so at any point did you start saying like, oh, maybe this will be cool to to draw some uh, some Yankee players? Yeah. Um, when I started my account, I just kind of I would start off just kind of drawing fan art and different characters from television shows, and it was kind of suggested to me like, hey, it'd be great if you would you know draw Derek Jeter or like, and I'd be like, I can you know I can definitely give it a go. And once I started doing it, you know. I, realized that people kind of liked it so it just kept going <laughs> that's that's awesome and it seems like I, I know yesterday on twitter a couple of people were commenting how awesome it was and yeah it was just yeah. go ahead sorry yeah it was kind of mind-blowing like it's it's still kind of like mind-blowing that like i'm getting people who like enjoy watching it you know because you know this is something i'm doing in my bedroom you know it's not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you get um, do you get a lot of requests? I know you said like people have asked you for Jeter and stuff like that. Um, um, what kind of requests do you get? Do you ever like sell off some of the requests that you get? I haven't really sold anything yet. I've given a couple of pieces like away. I've mailed a couple of pieces, but I've never actually, you know, started like an Etsy or something. But it's it's definitely something I've thought about doing. Well, uh, you said your grandfather's favorite player was Bernie. Mine was Tino Martinez, and uh, might have to commission some pieces. I might have to tell oh, that would be amazing to get some done. Um, do you though? I mean, you have a bunch that you've done, and it's not limited to the Yankees. I mean, Game of Thrones, which obviously just went off the air this year, and was a huge mm-hmm. hit. You do you have a bunch of amazing uh, pieces there? A lot of them of, of Jon Snow. Um, yeah. But between Game of Thrones and the Yankees, do you have a like a favorite that you've done, a piece that you're most proud of? Um, I wouldn't say I really have a favorite. I just kind of try to get out a variety of different things or whatever I'm into. Um, for me, I definitely get more into like the fantasy realm because I definitely like to have an escape or just to kind of get out of my own head a little bit. <laughs> Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, and then, like, you know, these are incredible. How, how long does each one take you to, to complete? It really ranges. Um, some of the larger ones can take me um, several days. And some of my smaller, like, 9 by 11 type pieces, I can probably maybe get done in, like, two hours. So I'm, I'm pretty quick about it. Um, yeah. Nice. That's not bad at all. Pretty crazy to do that great work in such a little amount of time. Uh, we I feel like we ask every guest this that we have on that likes Game of Thrones, and you clearly do. Some amazing uh, Jon Snow pieces. Uh, there, I love the one you did of, of Ned Stark kind of holding the sword and looking down uh, at the ground. Um, but we also have to ask everyone, because we have very strong feelings about this, what did you think of the end of Game of Thrones? I thought it... I mean, I did not like the end of it, but I also appreciated that they maybe wanted to not leave everything, you know, hunky-dory and, like, wrapped up with a bow tie, and it kind of left room for them to expand on that world, and I think a lot of answers will come out if we ever, you know, see the books. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I would love to get the book soon, so hurry up, George. Um, Yeah. 
So, so how about any any ideas down the road? Any any other uh, baseball? I know you have the Jeter and Mookie Betts one you're working on right now, which looks really cool. Might have to change the uniform of the Mookie Betts one while. Uh, while... Uh, that's kind of why I was like, I'm not gonna draw the like top of his hat. I was like, I'm just gonna cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any other baseball related ones? Maybe anything to do with the Astros and and, and a trash can or uh, any uh, any ideas uh, coming down the. I try and kind of stay away from that just because I want to try and keep things like positive and not you know yeah. rip people the wrong way because i understand a lot of people were you know upset or hurt by that so i just don't upset people yeah no that's a good idea it's <laughs> it's it's been a pretty uh pretty big stain on on the game um so so how about how about currently i saw you at uh you had a drawing of Gary Sanchez. I saw one of uh, Luke Voigt and, and Cameron Maben. Do you have a, a current favorite player that's on the Yankees right now and, and one from the current roster that you haven't drawn that you maybe want to uh, take on soon? Um, I'd probably try drawing Gleyber Torres. I think he's fantastic, and I really hope that the Yankees decide to keep Cameron Maben on the team because I know that there's been a lot of talk about his free agency. Yeah, he was he was a lot of fun last year and surprisingly very productive as well. He is. He's a very like good utility player. I think there's a lot, you know, I think he can do a lot more than just play the outfield, which our team definitely needs because I think the Yankees are pretty loaded in the outfield. Yeah, and plus you never know who's going to get hurt, which we saw last year. Yeah, that was that was pretty nuts. <laughs> Seeing uh, so many guys get hurt. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. So I, I like we said, you you uh, drew Mookie Betts. Is he one of your favorite players in the league? And just what do you think of the Red Sox trading one of the best players in in baseball? It's kind of conflicting for us, which we talked about on this episode for Sean and I is how you know this is obviously going to help the Yankees in terms of not having to face one of the best hitters in the league anymore, but also kind of sad when you think of one of the biggest markets in the league getting rid of one one of the best players it's ever had. I feel like this is something that the Red Sox have kind of always done where they've released a lot of players or players have been traded so they can acquire, you know, new talent. And, but, of course, like, personally for me, I want the league to be really strong. You know, I don't want somebody to look at our league and say, oh, well, you're only winning because, you know, your league is weak or – you definitely want good competition because that's what makes the rivalry really interesting. Um, but yeah, I definitely believe that he's a great talent. And I also heard about his, um, like him not failing, him failing his physical or something going wrong with his physical. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the medicals are are holding up the trade for now, but it seems like no matter what happens, they're pretty intent on trading him. Um, so we'll see what the future holds with that. Yeah, and I think the upswing on him is, you know, it outweighs any negatives because he's just such a phenomenal player. Oh, really yeah. good work ethic. Like, he's not a player we hear, you know, anything about other than, you know, phenomenal talent, you know, watching some of the highlights of him. Oh yeah, totally agree. So, so what's the uh, what's the future hold for your Twitter account as as you as you gather more followers? Are you hoping to to do more work and, and showcase your talent more, or is there even time for that? What are you hoping? Uh, what are you hoping 
the future holds this season for Yankee Doodle Ash? Um, I definitely plan on doing more pieces. I don't know if we'll expand, like, in a professional way, like, as far as, like, producing art to sell. But I believe that if I have the time, I'll definitely think out some drawings, you know? Great. Well, I know... This has always just been, like, a hobby. It's never been you know, something I've been pressured about. It's not really, like, it's not a job for me. This is, you know, my outlet, something that I enjoy doing. Great. Well, I know I would love to see more. I know Sean would, too. It's really great work. Everyone everyone should check it out. Ashley underscore Diane, D-Y-A-N-E, for some really cool Yankee drawings. Ashley, thanks so much for for coming on and talking with us and and looking forward to seeing some some great artwork uh, this season. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks again to Ashley. Again, everyone check out that Twitter account for some really cool drawings. And and I would I would I think I'd like to send her some uh, some blueprints of some cool drawing ideas that I clearly don't have the same amount of talent to pull off. You're a pretty good artist. You're better than me. I draw when I'm teaching in class. <laughs> when I have to draw like a graph, the students revolt. It's it's awful. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how many Tina Martinez pictures she'll actually draw. I'm gonna have to put in some orders. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, I guess what are you looking forward to this week, other than um, other than waiting for the Mookie Betts trade to become official. I don't know, because pitchers and catchers don't report till Thursday, so I don't think I could technically put that in. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, they, I they, they, would, they would be reporting as we're recording. Mm, yeah, that, that feels like cheating for me. All right, well, then pick something else. Um, I guess I'm looking forward to – I don't know. There's really nothing going on, man. Damn, it stinks. Yeah, there really isn't. Um, I guess I'll just say that I'm looking forward to relaxing and maybe playing some, some NHL 2020 this weekend. I've been playing a lot of that. I'm almost to the playoffs. Got the Rangers, made a couple trades with the Rangers. We're doing well. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to playing a little NHL 2020. All right. I've got, uh, I don't know. I've got a board game night coming up with some friends this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. It's been a while. It's been a while since we dusted off the, uh, the strategy games. Well, I mean, come down here and try to beat me in rebellion. Yeah, no, I, that's I love that game. But unfortunately, I don't have that, and that game looks like it was really expensive. No, <laughs> uh, I got it on sale, like twenty five bucks off. So, oh, nice. All right. All right. Well, All right. I'm also looking forward to potentially talking next week and not having another injury to discuss because I don't think I can handle it. You did this like four times last year, and like the and last it was clearly did, justified. <laughs> almost died. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, and this time I don't even bring up a peep of injuries, and they happen anyway. So clearly there's a correlation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, hopefully there's none of that to talk about. But um, thank you, everyone, for listening, as always. And uh, we'll talk Everybody to you. Leave us, leave us some reviews with some questions, and we'll answer them. I mean, nobody. Yeah, leave us some reviews. We need we need some more reviews. Yeah, as they Keeps say, us on, going. gets us pumped up. As they say on binge mode, give us the five star ratings. All right. Well, we'll talk to everybody next week. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, and we'll talk to everyone later. See you, everybody.